Okay, welcome to another awesome episode of the Talent Takeover Unfiltered. Taylor's already laughing over here. We are we are <laughs> We're all laughing. Oh, well, they're hearing a man voice there. Who's this man voice? Man voice is Richard Borger, who is an amazing employee over here at Talent Perch and Thriversity. And he actually went from engineer to recruiter. So, you know, we want to talk to him. We want to hear what he has to say. How you guys Absolutely. Doing? I'm I'm doing good, Richard. How are you yeah. with your Michael Jackson mic? <laughs> yeah, for those that weren't listening, I, I use a Shure SM7B, which is a you know newer newer version of micro, Michael Jackson's Thriller microphone. So it's obviously sounding like audible chocolate coming across the airways. I'm Ooh, sure. audible <laughs> chocolate! Yeah, that's gonna be Wait, an album title. <laughs> it's gonna be an album title. I'm, I'm I sure. I have never heard that before, but I fucking love that audible chocolate. That oh sweet, my god! Audible chocolate. <laughs> that I I need to say that at the end of this episode with my voice, with the the voice, Brianna, the yeah. voice. You you have the voice for sure. Audible chocolate. <laughs> Providing y'all some audible chocolate today. Mm. Um, but anyway, so happy to have you on, Richard, and Thank I absolutely you, yes. cannot wait till the end of the episode. Everybody's got to stay and listen for your broke to boss tip of the week. Can't wait Can to hear I what that is. Mm-hmm. Wait, did he not just say it? It wasn't, get, it wasn't audible get, chocolate. Get a nice microphone, have sweet audible chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> have sweet audible chocolate. <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much. Cool. Well, welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under the hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long underrated industry that's full of quote unquote experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Let's get in it. So, Richard, just real quick, like, what type of engineer were you? Yeah, so uh, I went to school at the University of Florida from Florida originally. And, uh, you know, getting out of high school, I was like, you know what? I'm good at math, kind of like chemistry. At orientation, they kept kind of saying, hey, chemical engineers, they're getting jobs right out of college. I was like, yeah, let's do that. I like both of those things, I think. So, <laughs> you know, kind of combined the two strengths and, and likes at the time and, and went into chemical engineering. Uh, and that's what ended me ended me up at uh, ExxonMobil for about nine and a half years doing engineering and some other analyst uh, type work and stuff. So, so why did you uh, transfer over to the dark side? The recruiting the dark side. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a very, very solid question. Um, Basically, you know, I started as the engineer. Right when I got into Exxon, I had more engineering process support type roles, a lot of troubleshooting in the plant, going out, crawling into vessels, like, you know, making big decisions to change rates and all that good stuff. It was a lot of fun, honestly, and, and really cool to be like in the action and, and like see those plants and how they operate and, and working with the guys out in the field and stuff. But slowly, you know, I started realizing like, I want to see what the business side of uh, the company was like. So I ended up getting kind of like a business competitive analyst role where I was supporting um, our plants globally to see how we compared against other companies. So doing a lot more like data analyst type stuff and creating a lot of presentations based on um, some information we get back from a third party uh, resource. 
And right, you know, it's funny enough because I actually never like asked to be put into recruiting at Exxon. I was actually wanting to get into sales. You know, I thought like, oh, mm. I'm a people person, you know, like I feel like I make good connections with people kind of naturally like this might be a spot I could shine in, you know, and like had those good relationships. And uh, my boss at the time was like, yeah, we'd love to do that, but there's no roles. Um, how about you go into recruiting? It's like selling the company. I'm like, you could try and spin it like that, I suppose. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's let's go sell the company. And, and uh, you know, uh, it was kind of interesting. It was just, um, they like to put engineers in the recruiting roles at Exxon because, uh, you know, we know the, the, um, the people that are working at the plants and the managers and stuff like that. And technically me coming from those roles that I'd be recruiting for, I can kind of gauge like what might be a good fit for yeah. some of those other engineering positions. And um, it, it was cool and it was it was unique and it's so different now compared to other recruiting that I've been a part of now. Like, I don't know many engineers that do the recruiting for their specific company as much as mm -hmm. uh, people doing recruiting for recruiting. So anyway, that was interesting. It was just unfortunately at the completely wrong time. <laughs> I got into it right at the end of 2019 and then uh, 2020 hit with, with vengeance, I call it. So um, yeah. we went from a, I like to call it, we went from a recruiting organization to an anti-recruiting organization really quickly <laughs> and yeah. um, had to figure out how to make do with what we had. And, you know, eventually a part of the company that's non-revenue generating by nature and then not recruiting because we didn't have any targets was an easy cut when it came down to like their big three or 4,000 people cut across the company at the end of 2020. So, uh, but that's what kind of led me into it. Honestly, I, I took the time. I, I, I actually did like it. I liked meeting new people, especially at like the recruiting university level, which is what a lot of Exxon did. Uh, we hired people fresh out of college to kind of build them in a career growth standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, and I just got lucky enough after that to, to kind of say, you know what, I really did enjoy that. I want to continue doing that in some form or fashion got a little lucky getting a contract position with a company called Ventive to help support their technical recruiting and then got picked up by you lovely folks. So uh, <laughs> lucky uh, us. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's only gotten better too, which is what I love, you know, like just yeah. compared to Exxon and Ventive. And then now like I, I've just been like, this has been the happiest space I've ever been into. So Aww, uh, well, that's yeah. We didn't pay him to say that. No, I, was just, I was just thinking that. I was like, but technically he's getting paid right now. <laughs> technically, yeah, I'm on the job. So, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love But I love going back to Exxon and you said that this is something that they do. You know, they have engineers. They like to put involve engineers in recruiting or have engineers in recruiter roles. I'm thinking mm -hmm. to myself, like, how progressive is that? Because of the time when they did that. But then I'm also thinking back on my U.S. Steel days. And that's one of the things that we did, too. We heavily, heavily marketed and targeted fresh grads and new grads and we would actually specifically for those engineering roles and we would do the campus recruiting we would take those engineers with us so that they could talk to people and have like kind of a day in the life conversation so there was interviews and then it's kind of those day in the life conversations and I think back on that and I'm like but we never made them recruiters you know they kind of just helped mm -hmm. out in that regard to speak about their role and again provide yeah. a day in the life but I'm interested to know you said Exxon did that a lot so with you they did that officially you were officially moved into a recruiter role. Did yeah. they do that with a lot of employees or did they have them kind of just help out like how I described? Um, yeah, they have, they, so they have a big like university campus recruiting effort mm -hmm. that just gets people who went to the, especially people who went to those schools to go back to those schools, schools to tell them, yeah, target schools. Yeah. Um, they have obviously like their top 
some number, but they they sent them all over the place. And with a company that has like fifty to sixty thousand people, you end up getting a widespread of people to send all over the place. But yeah, they they picked them up from the university. I I went back to Florida a couple times actually to help do that, um, share my experience, go to all the like you know chef events, the sweet yep. events, everything else to just get um, you know people interested in Exxon at the career fairs and career showcases. And I think that's been like one of the biggest differences uh, coming into like tech recruiting and, 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 you know, maybe supporting startups and stuff. It's just like they don't build the careers quite like that as Exxon was like a very career oriented company that started mm -hmm. fresh, you know, started people fresh. I feel like a lot of the oil and gas companies are. They do. You know, I yeah. have a heavy mm -hmm. background in that, too. And I come from Odessa, you know, oil and gas yeah. country. So I feel like that's something that they do and it's ingrained in them. But they're also the they don't they don't pivot as quickly as other mm -hmm. industries they kind of are more yeah. set in their ways i find yep antiquated and and a lot, mm -hmm. a lot of red tape to make changes and stuff like that but Absolutely. i guess the one thing i did appreciate about exxon that led me to recruiting is that i did have good bosses and good like the company was open enough to move me around to different positions they weren't like you're an engineer you do engineering you're I pigeonholed yeah. yeah i could have I chosen stay technical or go managerial and I kind of chose this path that I created on my own to be like, let me just explore what the company's like and see like what really jives with me. And, and recruiting was that thing at the end of the day that I was like, wow, I really like this. And then it, it ended with them. So, but that's okay because it let me. I was just going to ask, is there ever a part of you, given that you started, you know, as an engineer, then you went into that analyst role. Was there ever a part of you after, you know, you saw, you already talked about the department and recruiting's typically the first cut, you're not wrong. Um, yeah. But was there ever a part of you that's like, oh shit, I should go back to engineering because that's safe, that's steady. Was there ever a moment that you, in 2020? Yeah, well, not, not, not necessarily while I was in recruiting because I honestly had some sort of comfort that I was like, oh, they're not letting go of people like Exxon's cruising through the storm, you know, where everybody's yeah. going to be fine. Exxon. Um, yeah, yeah, almost that that was kind of a thought process. Um, but my expectation actually after that recruiting role was to go either finally get into that sales role or kind of jump back into some sort of plant role or something like that. Um, maybe even move into a supervisor position and start, you know, um, supervising over some technical folks back at, at one of the plants or at least there on, on the campus up in spring texas so yeah it just uh but, didn't end up working out <laughs> but you didn't you stayed in recruiting so uh, i yep. i did write down also um what taylor kind of touched on is non-revenue teams like that's mm. the stuff that we hate to hear that recruiters are non-revenue because we are the ones that bring in the people that build right. the other revenue that they absolutely have to have, right? We are 100%. finding those those people. So like, I guess, how how would you address that right now to say like how we're not, we are involved in revenue? How is recruiting involved in revenue? Yeah, no, I mean, for now, you know, being further along in that recruiting and kind of like feeling, you know what, we are building the, especially at Exxon, I was like building the careers from the ground up, you know, we're building these people, they're going to be lifers with the company. And ideally, we're doing the same thing now, even though they're more experienced folks, we're, we're trying to find people for these companies that are going to be here for the long term and, and be good fits and provide that support, uh, and maybe innovation and new, you know, future forward thinking that's going to bring those companies to, you know, be better and make more profit in the end of it. So like, yeah, of course, when you think about it, you know, realistically, like, yeah, we actually are contributing to revenue, we are contributing to companies moving forward and being innovative and diversity of thought and bringing all that to the company. So yeah, you know, I say that because that was kind of the the things that were being said at Exxon, like, well, yeah, it's a non revenue generating, like, Exxon's yeah, very, yeah, like, yeah. No, it's, like, 
boxy and cut and dry and stuff and now it's like you know what we're we're more than that and like especially being here and learning a lot more about like just recruiting as like a you know it, it's not just an organization within a company it's like a, a life force almost you know oh, we, i love really that feel, love that we really feel that here at talent purge i do so like i i feel a lot more like impactful and valuable than i did even even at the last two companies that I, I worked at for recruiting so yeah no that was definitely the common theme in in COVID that like TA teams got let go and then no. uh we were actually just talked about another episode about now they're caught they were caught with their pants down and then had to literally overpay um a bunch of recruiters to come in and help save their save their day because like that's the whole thing is like we are the ones that that build this so yeah. with all the layoffs happening again you know here we are again um how do you feel or, you know how secure do you feel in your recruiter role good question <laughs> bosses uh <laughs> um, no, no uh it's funny because i i in some areas you know you see it getting hit really hard and you're seeing on the news a lot of these tech companies like laying that yeah. off and, and crypto getting absolutely demolished Ouch. Right now. don't talk about that Ouch. Yeah, no, no i don't look at my portfolio right now it's, i'm hodling for life and it's like if i lose it in the end whatever yeah <laughs> but it's not an amount i'm too worried about either way um and then there's other companies that are like, hey, we just raised more Series B funding, Series C funding. It's like, there's always gonna be this balance. Some companies are gonna go, some companies grew too quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so there's like this breathing life of the industry and, and of our of what we're doing. So, you know, last year we had the more more recruiting roles and tech roles on, on LinkedIn. This year, you know, we'll see how that goes on. There's probably gonna be more people looking for recruiter roles than, than um, you know, others. So. I feel secure in the sense that, you know, we're, we're providing something uh, that companies need, especially companies that are growing really fast. And it's just a matter, you know, of, of staying competitive and um, connecting with those companies that need it, you know, before other ones or showing them that we're the ones that are going to be the best. <laughs> well, in addition to that, though, but like we see what's going on with gas prices right now. So yeah. if we take it back to my experience, your experience prior to this, we're like, that is a hot market right now like they're probably hiring engineers by the truckloads right now like they're beefing up so i really do think it's industry specific too mm -hmm. you know there's companies right now that again i have a lot of ties to odessa and it's all oil and gas and i mean they are they're literally paying to relocate people they're in that really? moment right now yeah mm -hmm. i mean it's so i think it's also industry specific i think as you see other industries slow down others are really ramping up right now and so yeah. you know to to all of our points there's always a need for recruiting always yeah in some form or another yeah so it, absolutely it, one thing it, it's not a it was another idea i had for broke to bust it but it, it's more just like <laughs> what i think has helped me in recruiting is kind of being a little bit of that jack of all trades in terms of mm. knowing a lot of different industries or just talking with a lot of people from a lot of different industries and coming from a different background engineering now and recruiting and then generally my like hobbies and stuff that i do outside of of working you know rock climbing music and all this other stuff that like be, being the jack of all trade kind of for a recruiter is really nice because you get to like connect with people early on with something you know like mm -hmm. I, I find it often when i'm either looking in linkedin recruiter at people or when i get on the phone with them like i try to pull out that one or two things that i'm like oh let's connect about this either i've been to there where they're living or you know traveling is another thing that helps a lot with it so kind of having that like little bit of touch of everything really helps in recruiting i feel to to connect with people quickly yeah humanizes you that's yeah, the, like, sure. like that's the best part i think that's the funnest part so which brings yeah. me to i mean i i know we gotta we gotta wrap up in just a bit but um <laughs> which is like so fast ah i know but, uh, i was like wait, did I, how long was this? <laughs> <Not good. laughs> wait okay what was more fun you know engineer Ooh. or now recruiter 
I personally am having a lot more fun recruiting because of the teams and the people that I'm meeting along the way. Um, I will say, don't get me wrong. I think my favorite role actually back as being an engineer was being like in the process contact role. One, the guys in the field, like the people working, the operators working the plants, man, those are the funniest people you will ever meet in your life. Like they are (laughs) goddamn so funny. Like I just, I could just yeah. sit down at the console like we're working, but then we're just like shooting the shit. And it's like, uh, it's just really, really cool to be part of that and like going to vessels and going to field, like seeing this huge equipment doing this crazy stuff. Like, yeah, in my in my like environmentalist mind now, I'm like, oh, Exxon, why was I working there? You know, I'm like, this wasn't so great. And but at the same time, I felt really cool being the subject matter expert on something really technical and being kind of like a go to person like mm-hmm. for that unit and like knowing ins and outs of it like to a level of like yeah let's do that let's not do that let's come up with this solution or here's an improvement being that subject matter expert is really awesome and i've found that i really like that about anything i do really like whether it be music production or rock climbing or in this case recruiting now i'm like getting my wheels on tech recruiting specifically and getting better at it and learning more and learning how to search better and all that other stuff that helps me now be a coach to some other which was one of my strengths from my Mm -hmm five what was it called the top five genius yeah the genius yeah well Well, was that what it was called the five the five no it was it's called a high five high five high five there you go sorry i was like i know it's five something uh coach was one of them as well as chameleon so those two kind of kind of like yeah perfect so yeah nice all right Mm -hmm. taylor do you want to want to broke to boss it you two alley-oop yeah i will let richard take it dying to hear what your broke to boss tip of the week is lay it on us I'm laying it. Um, mine was kind of two parts, but main main one is kill them with kindness. Um, I always try to get on the phone in an upbeat, positive attitude. It's it's the feedback I've gotten a lot of times from being on those t- pre- preliminary calls or whatever. They 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 send back, oh, thank you for your like positive, enthusiastic, upbeat attitude. Like you really shared all the information and like connected. I or even just in my emails, like I find that thing that really connects with people. Like I said, and and try to be upbeat and happy about it. Um, so they kill them with kindness. Yeah. Just, just be, be as nice as possible. And, and obviously if somebody's treating you kind of bad. You can kind of take your steps back, but come in with the positive attitude before you come in with the negative attitude. Absolutely. Yeah. Be relatable. Be relatable. Yeah. Treat Absolutely. everybody as an equal, you know, don't, yes. don't, don't think you're better than them. Don't think they don't have the skills. Don't think you have the skill. You know, it's like, we're all on equal footing here. So. Love, I that. love that. That was like four broke to Boston. I know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. Hey, I, I'm a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Humble brag. Humble brag. Richard, this was super fun. And and he, uh, by the way, is also a mu- musician. And yeah. his uh, jingle is on the Millionaire Recruiter and in Thriversity. So yeah. that's him for sure. Uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll put in the bio, you know, uh, how to how to plug everything that you do because you are Perfect. definitely a chameleon, super Thank talented. You. And he's Thank distributing you. that sweet audible chocolate in various <laughs> forms. <laughs> With like that, you want to put it on like a late night talk show, like thanks for listening to our sweet audible chocolate. This is audible <laughs> chocolate brought to you by Tay Tay. It's like, I think about those shows that you would listen to. I, I just, this is hilarious to me. Yeah. I'll never li- ever let you live down audible chocolate. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. See you next Tuesday. Thank you guys so much. Thanks Appreciate guys. It.